I'm excited today to have Nick Harris with us. He uh, was my pastor growing up, and I was able to be on staff with him. He's my father-in-law, grandfathered our kids, and so um, he's going to talk to us today about some stories from ministry, because over the years, how long have you been in ministry? About 62 now. Whew, 62 years pastoring a variety of churches. Right. The bulk of that was at Ovilla Road Baptist Church That's here right. in Ovilla, mm-hmm. but other churches in other cities, some right. Memphis, Tennessee, Mississippi area. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a few very local around this area right. from before that. Mm-hmm. But over 62 years, a lot of a lot of experience. That's for sure. A lot of stories. Yeah. And some of them uh, funny stories. Mm-hmm. So uh, just tell us some stories that have happened in ministry. And I know you're not going to use names. No, not that no. anybody's going to even know who right, they were anyway, because right. most yeah. of them maybe are from the past. Yeah, but um, just have at it. Tell us some stories. Well, let me just say first of all that ministry is a, a mixed bag. Kind True. Of there's a lot of tears, but there's yes. also a lot of laughter. I've preached probably close to a thousand funerals over the sixty-two years, and uh, one church I went to the first uh, three mm-hmm. weeks I was there, I had like eight funerals. In fact. Oh. Some of them thought I had come to bury the church, you know. Oh. So, uh, so a lot of funerals, uh, certainly yep. a lot of sick beds, a lot of uh, yep. uh, a lot of children uh, uh, mm. sick, and things like that. But mixed in with that, I guess God does this enough to keep mm-hmm. us sane, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, if all I had was the uh, heavy part, it'd probably just be too much. Sure. And so God allows some funny things to come along, and so I'll try to relate some of those today. Uh, I started pastoring when I was just a freshman in college. I was just, wow. actually, I was just 18 years old. Okay. And the uh, First Baptist Church in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, had a little mission down in uh, a really, really a poor section of town, mm. and they wanted me to uh, be the pastor of that mission. South Royal Baptist Mission was wow. the name of it. It met they wanted a, an 18-year-old to they, come be uh, <laughs> pastor. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And what really amazes me is that the people there, there were probably 30 people that uh, wow. attended, and uh, they uh, they welcomed me. Wow. And, uh, of course, I didn't know anything. I, yeah. didn't, I hadn't been saved but a few months, really. <laughs> and uh, I began to preach there, and uh, I preached my testimony the first Sunday I was there, and mm. that was pretty easy. Yeah. And then the second Sunday, I kind of rehashed my testimony again. <laughs> I added some things I'd left out. By the third Sunday, I thought, I've got to come up with something new. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, Billy Graham had written some books. Oh. and <laughs> So I began to look through Peace with God and things yeah. like that. And, and uh, I didn't know how to prepare a sermon or anything. Mm. You know, I hadn't had any classes. I hadn't, hadn't wow. had any courses so but uh i just began to kind of speak from my heart really more than anything else yeah. and uh, i'd take a passage of scripture i had no idea what it meant sometimes but i would i'd take simple passages right. like john three sixteen that you don't have to do a lot of uh, study <laughs> to get and so uh while i was there there was a teenage girl of course i was single at this time mm-hmm. there was a teenage girl not not real attractive uh but uh uh she kind of got a crush on me, okay. and uh, it was pretty clear to me that she she was had a crush on me. Mm. And so uh, 
she would every time she would walk by in front of me, she would faint and oh, she would fall my. backwards so I could catch her, and then she would kind of snuggle up in my arms, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, this is not good. And that happened about seven or eight times. And this Sunday, is not her being slain in the spirit no, that, no, because no. you're in Assembly's church. Or That's something. right. No, no. And, and and I don't think it was my powerful aura or anything like that. She just and so uh, I. I decided one day I, this has got to stop, and so I walked. She walked by, and she, uh, uh, and she started falling backwards, and I just moved out of the way, oh. and I didn't catch her. And uh, we had just uh, chairs, you know, and oh. we didn't have pews or anything like that. And she hit those mm. chairs, and they just scattered like bowling pins, you oh. know. And uh, I did help her up, but she never fainted again. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was my first experience of healing someone of a fainting disease. <laughs> wow. And so uh, so that, that worked out well. Yeah. And by the way, while I was there, uh, of course, this was back in the early 60s. Okay. And uh, there was no integration of, in any of the churches. None mm. of the churches had uh, mixed congregations. Wow. But we were in a very, very poor section of town, and there were a lot mm. of African-Americans in our area, mm-hmm. and there were some of them that came and actually stood on the porch mm. of this little, uh, we were just a little, it wasn't a church building, it was just mm. a, a, a store, a storefront. Really? And they would stand on the uh, porch and listen mm. to me preach, and uh, one day it was raining mm-hmm. and the wind was blowing they were getting wet and i just asked my little congregation would it be okay if they came in and sat down yeah and they these people didn't mind they were right uh they were very very poor they'd probably been discriminated against themselves and yeah. so we welcomed them in and uh for a couple of sundays they would come in and sit in the back mm-hmm. And they would listen, and and they would Hmm. uh, amen, and Mm -hmm. and seemed to be growing. But I got a phone call from the pastor Hmm. of the church, the First Baptist Church, and they called me in and wanted said we had heard that you were having black people in your Hmm. service, Mm -hmm. and I said yes, and I thought they were going to be excited. Yeah. But they were far from excited. In fact, they told me that if I allowed them to come back anymore. I would have to be dismissed. And so I I told them, I, I can't tell people they can't come. Right. And they said, well, then you'll have to go. And so that was my wow. last Sunday. I did. They did allow me to preach one more Sunday just to tell everybody goodbye. And uh, so that was the first of many, many experiences that related yeah. to the, the racial struggle in the South. Right. And when God had mm. saved me, the thing that he did, the, the the most dramatic thing that he did was just fill me with love. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I that love didn't have a color boundary or mm-hmm. a, racial, a racial boundary mm-hmm. or economic boundary. And so uh, for the first probably 20 years that I was in the ministry, it was a continuous struggle hmm. as I would preach on the importance of loving all people. Yeah. And I was actually uh, asked to leave two different churches oh, after that hmm. because of uh, of my Your wanting to that. include yeah. all people. So, wow. so anyway, uh, hmm. I pastored uh, that little church for hmm. about a year. 
And then after they dismissed me, a church in Humboldt, Tennessee called me, which was an, another interesting experience. <laughs> this was a church that had uh, the made up of people who had been kicked out of another church wow. because they were so such troublemakers. Ooh. And they had gone to try to join two or three other churches, and nobody would let them join. Wow. And uh, they just had that kind of reputation. And so they just formed their own church. <laughs> and they said they needed a pastor, so they contacted uh, uh, the, the school. Right. I was going to Union University. And they contacted the school and said, we're looking for uh, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they knew at the school that I had just been dismissed from this uh, other oh, church. Wow. So uh, <clears throat> they gave him my name, and I went over and preached. At, they were meeting in a tin shop, a uh, hmm. shop that made uh, okay. air conditioning ducts and things like that. Right. So I preached, and uh, then I came back and talked to one of my professors and uh, I said, they want me to come and be the pastor. And he said, well, I know about these people. He said, they've got a reputation throughout the county. Mm. He said, you would have to be a fool to go and accept that church. So that kind of seemed like a challenge to me. Yeah. And I thought, well, I think I'll do that. So I accepted it. Yep. And my first official Sunday, right across from the tin shop was a motel. And on the marquee of the motel, it said, Welcome, fool. And I took that (laughs) as an unusual sign. Yeah. I found out later that it actually said, Welcome, pool. Oh, boy. But someone had uh, thrown a rock up and broken the hump (laughs) off of the P, and so it looked like an F of the P. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so I will say that I had a lot of interesting experiences there, but I was there for three years, and how wow. I survived three years, I don't know. It was the most uh, fighting church. Wow. They loved business meetings. They shouldn't oh. have called them business meetings. They yeah. should have called them boxing meetings or something because they fought about everything. And while I was there, we built a new building. Hmm. And uh, moved I said, out of the we, tin shop. Yeah, out of the tin shop. Yeah. Moved out of the tin shop. We'd built a new little building. And then they'd put a sign out front that said uh, the name of the church oh, and said, uh, uh, everyone welcome, which was not true, of yeah. course. And then uh, said the friendliest church, <laughs> <laughs> friendliest church in town. <laughs> and uh, then they, they had to decide if they were going to, they wanted some lights to mm. shine on the sign. And so one of the deacons said, well, we need to put the lights down on the ground so they can shine up on the sign. <laughs> well, one of the other deacons just had a fit and said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Said, we'll have to mow around those lights mm. and, and uh, they'll get water in them and the kids will be roasting frogs on them, all kinds of stuff, yeah. you know. Said, we need to put the <clears throat> lights up on the church and let them shine down on the sign. Mm-hmm. And then this first guy, he had a fit, and he said, all right, it's the dumbest thing I ever heard. We, we'll have to climb up on the roof to change the lights. Smile fall off and break their back. And, wow. and I'm just sitting there thinking, this is... And then they got in a really, almost a fist fight over, you know, and it, this guy had people taking his side. This guy had people taking his side. So I finally, of course, I'm just... 20 years old this time, <laughs> maybe 21. And I slapped the table and I said, wait a minute. I said, I have an idea. I said, why don't we just take down the sign? 
because it's not telling the truth anyway. This is not Ooh. the friendliest church in town, Ooh. and we don't even need lights on it. And I succeeded in unifying <laughs> the deacon body. They all turned against me. Wow. And uh, so uh, we actually, wow. they ended up putting lights in both places. <laughs> and uh, so neither, nobody had to lose. Wow. And uh, so anyway. Except the community. Except so. the community. That's right. So that wow. was an interesting time. And then. Yeah. Then I went from there. Uh, I left there. I actually resigned and went to a little church out in uh, Medina, Tennessee, hmm. and it was uh, two years—just two of the sweetest years. Hmm. I had married. I married while I was at that first that that first church, right. that other church. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, Carol and I, we were newlyweds, and. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were going to go to seminary. We actually uh, uh, were going to go to Southern Seminary up in mm. Louisville, Kentucky, but uh, uh, the Lord just shut the door on mm. that, and we decided we'd would just not go to seminary for a while. And right. so then I got called to uh, uh, Latham's Chapel Baptist okay. Church, and our first baby was born wow. while I was there, yeah. and it was just a sweet time. Huh. We were like everybody's grandchildren, oh. you know. So it was an older congregation. An older congregation, right. country congregation. Wow. And uh, every day during the fall, we'd have vegetables sitting on our porch. And wow. Sometimes a ham or something like that, and just a sweet time. Mm. And uh, I also was teaching school during that time. Mm. I, the school in Medina had a, an opening for a teacher. And, okay. Uh, I, they... Asked me if I would teach, and I did. I loved it. I taught uh, uh, seventh grade math and eighth nice. grade English and tenth hmm. grade science <laughs> wow. and economics. I, I taught a bunch of stuff. All of it. And I, I loved it. And hmm. many of the kids uh, in that school came to know Jesus while wow. I was there that year. Hmm. And uh, uh, I still stay in touch with some of them. That's, hmm. after, that, man, that's been Almost sixty years time. ago, yeah, wow. and uh, and so uh, uh, I felt the Lord urging me to go to seminary. Yep. So we moved to uh, mm-hmm. Texas, moved out here, went mm-hmm. to Southwestern Seminary over in Fort Worth. Yep, and uh, had a wonderful uh, four years there. Yep. The first two years were very very hard. I was working four jobs, three jobs, and. Pastoring a little tiny church up in Leonard, Texas. Mm. It's a hundred miles from Fort Worth, and it was just a very, very mm. challenging time for us. And also during that time, we had another baby. Our mm-hmm. son was born, and then uh, after two years of struggle there, we got called to Daniel Dale Baptist Church mm. up here in in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're coming from the south, yeah, uh, on I thirty five. I, th- I don't. I think it was seventy seven at that time, but yeah. it, it became I thirty five. Yeah. Uh, just as you entered the city limits of yeah. Dallas, it was the very first uh, yeah. building, right, right off of the I twenty I thirty five. So I used to tell people I pastored the first Baptist church in Dallas. Ah. If you're coming from the south <laughs> on I thirty five, and uh, nice. but uh, but we had a wonderful ministry there, yeah. mostly. I was really mostly the youth pastor okay. uh, who was just called the pastor. They didn't have yeah. youth pastors back then. And yeah. We had uh, 
oh, I can't even guess how many uh, dozens of teenagers we had that came mm. to know Jesus. During, that was during the Jesus Revolution, okay. by the way. That was okay. right at that period of time, yep. the early 70s. Yep. And uh, it was a, a, an amazing time, a mm. spiritual renewal. Right. And uh, we made many friends there that we've stayed friends with yeah. for all these many years. Now, this is the church where you meet a man named uh, Mr. Panther. Mr. Panther, yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. Mr. Panther. When I was called to that church, uh, the night they voted on they asked me, you know, they said, we're going to vote. And so they asked me to go back, me and Carol go back in the back uh, and so while they voted, and then somebody came and got us and said, "Well, you're in. You've been hmm. you've been voted in." So I came. We came back out, and everybody was going to come around, and shake my hand, and everybody was shaking my hand, yeah. saying, "Welcome to our new pastor." I was 26 years old this okay. time, and uh, but this one man came by, and I put my hand out, and he put his hands back behind him, and he just kind of glared at me. And his name was Mr. Panther. Mm. And uh, he said, uh, I voted against you. Mm. I didn't know exactly what to say wow. to that. And right. he said, do you want to know why? I said, I guess. He, <laughs> said, he said, because you're too young. And I said, well, you'll like me better next week. I'll be older. And I thought that was kind of funny. That is clever. But he didn't think it was funny at all. Oh. And he just kind of huffed and off he went. And that started a uh, a one year uh, continual mm. battle between me and Mr. Panther, Whew. and he was one of my deacons. Oh my! <laughs> and uh, he had been a carnival barker for hmm. years. He and his wife had both worked in the carnival. Okay, she was actually a gypsy palm reader, oh, uh, fortune boy. teller kind of wow. person, all fake, of course. Yeah, but, uh, sure. And he was uh, one of the ones that worked on the Midway. Wow. You know? And uh, he just didn't like me. And mm. and honestly, I didn't like him either. Yeah. And so uh, uh, one August, just about almost mm -hmm. this time of year, mm -hmm. it was so hot, we can identify with that. Yep, yep. And I got a phone call. Uh, I didn't tell you, Mr. Panther lived right behind the church. Oh, my. So he loved to kind of keep tabs on me what Watching. time I came to work and when I left, things like that. But uh, this woman called, and she said, uh, our, I'm, our refrigerator's gone out, and I need desperately some a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I have two small children. Their milk was sour. Mm. I said, well, we actually have a refrigerator here at the church that we're not using. Mm. And I probably should have called somebody. I should right. have called a deacon or somebody, but I right. just, uh, I called one of the men who had a truck and we took it over. They just lived across the street, really, just yeah. across the interstate. And uh, <clears throat> we took the refrigerator over there and I walked into the house and I was, I mean, went back home and I walked into my home and I was sweating because it had been hot. And mm. I felt good, though, that mm -hmm. we had helped somebody. Done a good thing. And my phone was ringing and, I answered it, and it was Mr. Panther. And he never called me preacher or <laughs> Pastor Nick. He always called me creature. <laughs> so I answered the phone. He said, creature, who gave you the authority to give away our refrigerator? And I just, I don't know. You know, I'm not usually, I don't usually lose my temper, but I did. And I just, I just yelled yeah. at him. And I yeah. said, Mr. Panther, 
I've just had it with you. I said, you know, if you had one ounce of the love of Jesus in you, mm. you wouldn't treat me the way you do. And I just, I just yeah. went on. And then I just hung up the phone. <laughs> and my wife, very unlike up, you, my wife standing there with her mouth open. She could, <laughs> she had never seen me behave like that. Yeah. And uh, so the phone rang again, and I picked it up, and he said, "Don't you ever hang up on me." And then he hung up on me. <laughs> So I grabbed the phone, called him back. (laughs) He said, hello, and I just hung up on him. (laughs) Real mature, you know. Of course, uh, And uh, so then the phone started ringing again. I wouldn't touch it. I told Carol, let it ring, let it ring. It was just back before anything. (laughs) It's just phone ID or anything, yeah. So uh, just so happened that the next day, actually this was on a Saturday, and the next day I was preaching – on oh <laughs> no man anything except to love one another, and I had had the teenagers make a bunch of little flowers, mm. and uh, and as the invitation, I said after I preached my sermon, I said, "Now I want all the husbands to come and get a flower and take it to your wife, mm. and just tell them that you love them." Mm-hmm. And they did, and it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Now I want the kids to come get a flower, take it to your parents." Mm-hmm. They did, and. That was sweet. There were still some flowers left, so I got this idea. I got up on my right elbow and kind of had my finger point right over to where Mr. (laughs) Panther was sitting. And I said, now, you know, I'm just going to see who will be obedient to God. And I said, if if you have been contrary and if you've hurt somebody – and if you've just been resistant, if you and I just mm. spelled it out, yep. you know, yep. and I said, I'm going to see if, will you come and pick up a flower <laughs> and take it to the person that you've offended and ask their forgiveness? <clears throat> and mm. then something happened. Mm. The Holy Spirit <laughs> mm. spoke directly to my heart mm. and said, you need to take a flower to Mr. Panther. Woo. And uh, I'm very much not accustomed to saying no to the Spirit. Mm. <laughs> but I said, Lord, I, uh, you know, I thought you were a better shot than that. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow or another, you were aiming over there yeah. and ricocheted over missed. here. And I said, uh, you need, uh, I, I can't do it. But our song leader would not stop the invitation. <laughs> And I turned, and you know how you'd let right. them know, you know. I'm, yeah. not, he next verse, and he just sang again, and wow. he did that for four or five more verses. Oh. And it just dawned on me that we're going to be here until I obey what God's telling me to do. So <laughs> mm. I came down from the pulpit. I mm. picked up a flower and took it over to Mister Panther. Mm. And as I got close to him, he had his head down when I started mm-hmm. walking toward him. But when he raised his eyes up and saw me standing there just a few feet from him, walking toward him, he kind of braced himself like I was coming to fight or something. But I, I just I handed him the flower, wow. and I said, Mr. Panther, will you forgive me? Mm. And our hearts just broke, mm. mine and his. And I reached out to him hug him yeah i didn't i figured he'd pull away but he he embraced me wow and we just stood there and wept that's amazing (laughs) it's hard for me to even tell yeah yeah but uh but we just wept and god just did an amazing thing and then 
After that, we just had the most glorious outbreak wow. of the Spirit of God in our church. Wow. We had, I think, the very next week, we had like 13 young people who were saved on one Ooh. Sunday. And uh, and Mr. Panther became one of my closest friends. Yeah. And uh, in fact, later that day, he called me and he said, uh, Brother Nick. He didn't first say time creature. He never called me Brother Nick. Wow. He said, uh, would you come to my house? He said, I have something for you. And I went over to the little house that he lived in behind the church, and he had a FINA uh, credit card. Mm. I didn't even know what a credit card was. FINA right. was a gas station right. back in those days. And he said, uh, I, I want to give you this FINA card. And said, if you're ever out and your car breaks down, or you need gas, you can use it. And mm. I carried that card with me for years, mm. and I never used it, never mm. never had to use it. Wow. And uh, years later, uh, when he died, yeah. uh, he had left instruction. Wherever I was, he wanted me to preach his funeral. Oh, my goodness. And I went and preached Mr. Panther's funeral. Ooh. So well, that's that was a, great, a powerful, great story. powerful lesson for me Yeah, uh, that uh, sometimes – when the, the preacher is <laughs> trying to get people to yeah. respond to God, it may be him that's needing to one respond. God's speaking so, to. Wow. So mm. we had a wonderful time there at Daniel Dale, and then mm. I got a call to the First Baptist mm. Church in Halls, Tennessee. Mm. I left Daniel Dale, much to the disappointment of many of our people that we sure. love. But it was back in Tennessee. My mm-hmm. parents lived in Tennessee, and. Mm. So we uh, we moved back uh, to Halls, and I was there for three, three and a half years. Mm. Had a wonderful, wonderful ministry there. Again, this was kind of uh, still follow up on the Jesus Revolution. Right. We had a uh, we had a lot of hippie kids that got saved mm. in in that, and, and it was a sophisticated church. Why uh-huh. they ever called me, I had no idea, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, the women wore mink oh, stoles okay. to church. It was uh, incredible. Okay. I, it was, uh, I was not accustomed to anything like that. Wow. But, uh, but uh, we had uh, we we reached lots of teenagers. So this sounds like in the movie Jesus Revolution, where there's a church and the hippies come in, and right. that kind of was your experience there it as was. well. It was, and uh, I will say that. Uh, we didn't have as much negative reaction. We had some. Mm-hmm. We had some of the, especially some of the older ladies that were, were more prim and proper, mm-hmm. who just didn't like kids coming to church barefooted and yeah, long hair, long and, hair, yeah, and things yeah. like that. And uh, but I remember one night I was preaching, and one of those hippie boys, uh, long hair, just. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he was sitting on about the third row back, and I was preaching about the judgment seat of Christ and how that someday we'll stand before Jesus mm-hmm. and we'll give an account for the things we've done in the mm-hmm. flesh. And he just got under such conviction. He couldn't get out. He he was kind of boxed in. So he got up and walked across the top of the pews and just dived down wow. to the front. And, uh uh, again, we had a great, great wow. response. There are so many young people mm-hmm. came to the Lord there, and uh, uh, many, many things. I just I'm thinking mm. of so many. So yeah, but I tell you something that really doesn't have to do with ministry, <laughs> but it was the funniest thing I think that ever happened to me. Okay, uh, while I was pastoring there in halls, I would go to Memphis 
which was about 60, 70 miles south of, of Halls. Okay. And I would drive down, have to drive through Millington, Tennessee. And, uh, and, uh, I, the car I had was not air conditioned. And, uh, I'm just remembering the story. Yeah. I had, uh, <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't even have a radio in the car, but right. I had a little portable tape player and I would get tapes from different people. This, some folks not even going to know what tape players yeah, exactly. are, yeah. but, uh, and it's cassette tapes. Cassette tapes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd put a cassette tape in there, and I love to listen to preaching. Sure. And I like a lot of different styles of preaching, but right. I was listening to one of these, I call them Tennessee windsuckers. Boy, I mean, yes. they I mean, right. they vicious. They, yes. And they were just yell and scream. But I, I, I like to hear that sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. And I was uh, driving my windows down, of course, tape player laying in my seat right and that tape that preacher was preaching and he, <laughs> he said uh, you can deny the bible you can deny that there's a god but i'll tell you what else you can do and just at that moment i pulled at to a red light yeah. in millington right and i stopped right beside a guy whose who, his window was down okay and i looked over at him he looked at me and then this preacher yelled, you can go to hell. Wow. And that man, that man <laughs> thought it was me. <laughs> and then the preacher didn't say anything uh, else for the longest time. So I thought, I've <laughs> got to let this guy know that I'm listening to a tape. Oh, and man. so I'm pointing, <laughs> pointing down, pointing down <laughs> at the tape player, and the man, the man thought I was not only telling him where to go, yeah. I was actually showing him the showing direction. Him. Wow! And he started oh, getting out of my. his car. Oh! And uh, I, the light turned green, and I took off. Shoo. So I don't know. I, I'm sure that man had some tales to tell when he got home you <laughs> exactly know? yeah and thankfully i didn't have a fish on the back Ooh, of my car or honk if you love man. jesus or something and he didn't catch so he didn't anything. know that i was <laughs> wow was so that was probably the most embarrassing thing That's that ever hilarious. happened to me and, yeah uh, yeah well, but i had a great time there at halls we mm. had uh and still have I, i've gone back to halls even after 50 years i've gone mm. back to preach funerals for people that were Mm. dear to us and there were many who were very dear to us mm. during that time mm. and uh and then when i left halls i went to north mississippi just barely across the state line okay and i pastored a, a church in uh, horn lake mississippi okay for seven and a half years mm. and we had a, a good ministry there and of course by this time our our third daughter was born heather right. was born that's right. why we were in halls mm. And uh, so we moved to Mississippi. I'd always said I would never live in Mississippi, but mm. uh, I've learned that don't ever tell God <laughs> what you won't what do. You're not going to do, yeah. But uh, but we actually had a real good ministry there for seven and a half years, mm. and then I got uh, a call to uh, Ovilla. Okay, and that was forty wow. years ago. That's forty-one crazy. years ago. Now, where along the way was a lady named Miss Looney? That was at uh, that was in uh, uh, Mississippi too. Okay. That was at Horn Lake. Yeah, okay. that's one reason we left Horn Lake. By the way, okay, there was this woman. Uh, uh, my mother lived in some apartments not too far from the church up in right. South Haven, uh, and uh, and I would go up and do a Bible study with. It was kind of a retirement community. Okay, 
And there was this woman there, and th- people think I'm making it up, but her name really was Ruth Looney. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Miss Looney just loved to hear me preach, and mm. she just she's she just fell in love with me. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. she literally fell in love. With oh. Me. And she's uh, older. She was older. Oh yeah, she was probably seventy. And, okay. Uh, I was uh, 30, thirty something. Yeah, yeah. thirty two yeah. maybe. And uh, she uh, also gradually began to lose her mental capacity. Mm. And somehow or another, she got the idea that she and I were married. Wow. And uh, she uh, she would come to the church, and when I would give the invitation, she would come and stand beside me like oh. she was welcoming, going to welcome the new members. And I would say, Miss Looney, you can't do that. And, mm. and uh, not to be critical, but she had a very offensive odor about her. Mm. She smoked, and mm. she... Probably didn't bathe regularly, and yeah. so, uh, and uh, so she. Uh, one day, she even brought a cake to my house. Mm. I wasn't there, and the kids were there, and she left the cake with them. And they said, "Now, now this cake, only Carol, that's my wife. Mm. Only Carol is to to eat this cake. I don't want any of you, mm. and sure don't let uh, Brother Nick eat any." So, of course, we, we threw it away. We probably yeah. should have had it analyzed. Yeah, I sure. May have had poison in it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, wow. uh, but it was it was quite a uh, experience. And she would just, uh, by that time, you know, they'd had answering machines, uh-huh. but they were the little tape right. in them, and, and <clears throat> people could leave a message. And she would call and just leave, fill the tape completely full, just hmm. uh, her undying love for me and and then she even changed her name she went to the social security and somehow or another claimed that her name was now harris oh my goodness and it was pretty confusing and it just getting worse and worse and worse yeah and then we got this call to this church out here <laughs> i said let's go to texas oh wow <laughs> that's probably not the greatest motivation <laughs> but uh we also it. felt god's sure call in it but uh yeah but we did not mind leaving Miss Looney. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, when we got out here, uh, again, this was in 1982, yeah. three. I think, three, uh-huh. and 1983. Uh-huh. And uh, we uh, uh, we had a great ministry here for yeah, 28 for sure. years. For and, sure. Uh, of course, you were one of the first people I met. Yeah. And uh, you yep. were working at uh, Totaway. Yep. And yep. we came in there and... Yep. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was that I felt an impression in my heart to kind of mentor you and see if I could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've always looked for somebody that I could right. kind of disciple. And, yep. uh, and I'm uh, forever grateful for that day. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, we needed a, the janitor, the custodian at the church had quit. Yep. We needed somebody to do the cleaning and. We called me. you to to do that, yep. and uh, right. so that gave me a lot of opportunity to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. And then you went from from that. We our youth pastor left, yep. and uh, we needed a youth pastor, so you moved from custodian to youth pastor, right? And then from that to kind of associate pastor. <sighs> yeah, a variety of roles in variety between there. Of roles, a whole yeah. lot of different things. Yeah, and then in the midst of that. Uh, uh, you began to take an interest in my youngest daughter. That's correct. And uh, 
I was homeschooling her there mm-hmm. at the church, and I would from time to time ask if you could uh, take her uh, out, <laughs> throw the frisbee or something like that, some PE. I was happy know? to. And you were more than happy to. That's right. And uh, during that time, I had no awareness of it. <laughs> I was just clueless, you know. Of course, yeah. you're you're a few years older uh, than exactly. she is. So yes. I, I, it never entered my mind that an interest was developing. and But it was with her, too. Right. And uh, she didn't say anything to me about it. But uh, her 16th birthday, she said, Daddy, you know what I want for my 16th birthday? I said, what? He, she said, I'd like to, to have a car and a boyfriend. Mm. I said, well, <laughs> I can maybe, probably, maybe one of I those. I can probably get you a car. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was, uh, I was doing a, I had a counseling office down in Austin. Yeah. And I would go down there and I had a radio broadcast down right. there too on Saturdays. And you asked if you could go with me one Friday and Saturday. A lot of courage and, to ask, uh, but so I did. we uh, we we did. I again mm-hmm. had no idea what <clears throat> was on your mind, and uh, on the way back, I kept feeling like that you'd been wanting to talk to me about something. Yep. And uh, on the way back, you said, uh, "I think I even asked you was, it, was there something you were wanting mm-hmm. to talk to me about?" Mm-hmm. And you said, "Yeah, I was just uh, wondering if I could uh, and maybe date." Your daughter. <laughs> well, I assumed you were talking about my older daughter. Right, right. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't think she's interested. <laughs> and uh, then you said, well, I, no, I'm talking about Heather. Yeah. And I think I may have run off the road. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I, you didn't. You I didn't. said, uh, oh, well, uh, that's a surprise. And uh, so I came home, talked to my wife about it. She almost uh, faded too, you know. But uh, then we said we thought that'd be okay. That yeah. You could come over to the house on, uh, of course, you came over to the house on Saturday nights to fold bulletins yeah. and all and, this kind and of stuff. I was stuff. already, I mean, I was already involved in your life at the church yeah. and yeah. I'd already been a part of the stuff at your house, yeah. youth events and right. And I had events. known you for what, probably five years by yeah, that time. at least, yeah. And uh, so... Uh, so that's how it started. Yeah, that's and, how it all started. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. we've never regretted it. Not a bit, we've, uh, not a bit. Grateful for all those days. And, and I'm sure uh, here in Ovilla, there are stories that were fun, too. The thing yeah. is, some of those people are still living. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's still true. around. That's right. Well, you know, some of the funniest things that have happened in my ministry have happened at baptisms yes, and at weddings. Yes. And at funerals, at funerals, strangely enough, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can, uh, I remember one funeral that I was preaching for a man named Fine Jones. He was a member here, at, and I didn't even know he'd been in the military. But we were out at <laughs> Little Bethel Cemetery, and, and uh, I was uh, thumbing in my Bible, turn, turn it over to First Thessalonians right. chapter four, and right. And I heard some noise behind me. It said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I did not know that it was seven men oh. with guns. Oh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, those seven guns fired at, <laughs> at one time. And 
I threw my Bible. Oh. <laughs> it went, went up at the air. Thankfully, no, I caught it as it no. came back down. And, uh, of course, they fired two more times, but I was prepared yeah. for it at that time. But uh, <laughs> but that first time, I, oh. it like scared me to death. And, <clears> of course, it totally broke up the solemnity of the <laughs> service because everybody <laughs> thought it was so funny that yeah. I had jumped so hard oh, and thrown my man. Bible up in the air. But, uh, oh, that's so, crazy. Uh, and uh, baptisms, baptisms. Yeah, I've uh, for me, what the funniest thing that happened, uh, for to me personally, right? Uh, I was baptizing a guy when I was at Daniel Day, okay. He was about six foot eight mm. and just a tall string bean mm. guy. And uh, when he started down into the water, he tripped <laughs> on the top step oh. and he just fell. Just like a tree, just, oh. and I just kind of jumped back out of the way, and I just said, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, <laughs> and just pushed him under, oh. and uh, uh, then he, but that was, uh, that was the funniest thing. Wow. But now, the funniest baptism story that I know about, though, yeah. and this didn't happen to me, thankfully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it did happen to a man back in Tennessee, Uh he was baptizing a woman who was very scared of the water. Mm. He had talked to her for weeks about trying to be calm and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, rather heavy. And mm-hmm. and so uh, he finally got her to where she would do it. And, yeah. and she came down into the water. And he started to put her back under the water. And she panicked. She started <sighs> kicking her oh. foot. And she kicked her <clears throat> foot, her leg, out over the glass, mm. her leg was hanging out over the the mm. uh, glass the front, edge, front yeah. edge of the baptistry. And, of course, he couldn't raise her up because her leg was Pushing there, and she down. couldn't get her oh, leg loose. And so he thought, he's I've got to get better leverage. Yeah. So he squatted down <laughs> to get better leverage. To get up and under when, her. And when he did... The top of his waders went oh. under the surface of the water, and whoosh, his waders just filled oh. up with water. And here he was. He had her by the head, really. Had her <laughs> head up above the water. She's screaming, and she still can't get her leg out, and he's hollering, and He help, can't move at help, all. Help, help. Oh, and no. So that's a, wow. a, a great ministry for the deacons. <laughs> To That's right. Come and rescue the pastor. When oh, that song "Rescue the Parachute," <laughs> <laughs> uh, they came and fulfilled that. That was song. it. So Ooh. that was that was a lot of fun. And mm. then, uh, of course, uh, uh, at at weddings, uh, yeah, there are people who faint. Ooh. You know, I just I, I, again, oh. I've done about five hundred, mm. a little over five hundred weddings. That's so crazy, and uh, so. Not not all of them, mm-hmm. but in fact, the second wedding I ever did, the groom fainted, mm. and we got him up and washed his face mm-hmm. and everything. We started over again. We got in end of the service a minute or two, and he fainted again. Oh my word! So we ended up having to get a chair, and he had to sit in the chair. Wow! And uh, we should have gotten one for the bride too, out of cause. You know, yeah. looking back yeah. on it, it was rather inappropriate <laughs> looking Awkward. at him sitting down, her standing up. And, was, and do you take this uh, poor guy to be yeah. here? But anyway, exactly. they, uh, they're they still married. Wow. They, uh, well, good. It's, it's, 
That's good. Almost, well, it's been over 60 years. Yeah. They're still married. Wow. And, uh, in fact, the first two couples I married are still married. <laughs> hey, that's good. Uh, that's good. And, uh, but, uh, but I, I was, uh, performing a wedding up in Oregon, hmm. uh, for David York. Okay. Uh, you yeah. know, David. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, several of the people from here had gone up and right. Justice Kerr okay. had gone to be, uh, he was in the wedding. Okay. And, uh, and during the wedding, Justice just passed out. Oh my he just word. Landed, and he didn't collapse. He fell. He just fell straight backwards. Oh. And, uh, kind of, uh, I was afraid he was severely hurt, but wow, I mean, he, he was more embarrassed than <clears throat> hurt. But uh, <clears throat> and Justice, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably should have got your permission to tell it, <laughs> but I know you remember it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, but I've had lots of lots of people get sick and throw oh, up and, in a wedding. Uh, in a wedding, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, I don't know why people get so nervous. <laughs> well, and there's one I remember being a part of when. Uh, the whole transition of the ring into your hand yeah. was, and, uh, was problematic. Well, you know, usually I ask the best man, just lay the ring right in the palm of my hand. Yeah. But for some reason, <laughs> he stuck it in between my fingers. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I couldn't quite couldn't leverage get it. Because you're holding your Bible with one I hand. So you've got to figure, hand, I'm trying to figure get, it out. And then I dropped the ring. Oh. And uh, there was a, a, a vent yeah. right under me, oh. and I knew if it fell down in that vent. And so I tried to catch it. <laughs> I slung my hand around, and I did hit it, oh. but I didn't catch it. And it just kind of <laughs> went off. Went off. So wow. anyway, it was, uh, uh, again, that adds a little levity to it some does. serious moments. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it does. Uh, so... Those are some of the things I don't know. There's, They're great. There's so many, many others. I yeah. don't know. You know, we've we've done some uh, musicals, yeah. and a lot of times, funny things happen. Yes. at musicals. I know Jesus partially ascended. Ooh, yes, <laughs> and came back down. And he yeah. came back down. Yeah, that's awkward. We were doing a, yeah. uh, the passion play, you know, right. and at yeah. that very end, he goes up and he comes back down. <laughs> so. Everybody, what do, what do we do? So the end, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh. I guess, so I guess I thought that was the second coming. That's it. That's right. He's, he's back already. Yeah. So. But uh, mm. but a lot of funny things. A lot of funny things happen, and I'm yeah. thankful for it because yes. uh, it does break up some of the s- somberness and the yep. seriousness, and uh, and then of course just great friends that you yep. develop over the years and yeah. every church that I've passed, of course, those early churches, that first little mission, I'm sure n- none of them are mm. still living. Mm. And even the second church that I pastored, I think probably all, all, all the adults that mm. were in the church then mm-hmm. have, have passed. But, yeah. uh, but I still have a, a lot of, uh, yeah. memories and then a lot of, uh, of good thing. Well, faith is obviously serious, mm-hmm. and dealing with salvation and a right. holy God is is serious. But the thing I've seen over the years is that by allowing there to be room for some laughter right. along the way, it shows the reality of life and being real. Exactly. Even in, in especially in the pulpit, and especially right. as a pastor, that that breaks down walls yeah. for people. It helps them see, okay, this this man is real. And this truth is real. Yeah. 
and I, it develops trust. It develops authenticity that leads to even greater trust. So I've seen that. I've seen God bless you as a result of that. And it's, all been, the, it, it's been a blessing, that's for sure. Yeah, all the, all the people that I've known that know you and have been under you as, as you've been their pastor have said, the thing I appreciate most is his authenticity. I know he's real. So I think, I think allowing for humor and comedy along the way yeah. and tears along the way, yes. along with truth, is what speaks powerfully to people. So thank you for stories yeah. today. I Funny appreciate stories the opportunity to share. From the ministry. Yeah. So thank you for everybody joining us today. It's part of uh, lifting them up and living them out. Sometimes involves, again, serious moments, sometimes some tears, but sometimes some laughter. Thank Amen. you, Brother Nick.